Well, hello there. This is Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, keep the broken pieces together with the whole. Okay, let us begin. We're going to jump straight into this beautiful, beautiful idea. What does it mean to keep the broken pieces together with the whole? We learn in this week's portion called Ikev that uh, there is a discussion about what happened to the tablets. The first set of tablets that were given by Hashem to the Jewish people through Moshe, they were broken. When Moshe came and saw the Jewish people involved in their golden calf, he threw them upon the ground and smashed them to pieces. And then there was a whole period of time that Moshe delayed going back up. He sought forgiveness. Then the Jewish people sought forgiveness. And eventually uh, the Jewish people's prayers and their forgiveness was accepted. And a new set of tablets were given. So in a sense, we have two sets of tablets. We have a broken set and we have a complete and whole set. The second new set of tablets are the intact version of the tablets that God intended to have the Jewish people receive. So the question is, what happened to those broken tablets? And the Gemara discusses a number of possibilities. But at the end of the day, everyone agrees that they ended up being kept together with the whole tablets in the Aron, in the special ark, inside the holiest of holies, which is a fascinating idea. The symbol, the, the, the physical expression of an extraordinarily low point in Jewish history, the, the point at which God saw fit, or Moshe saw fit, to destroy the emblem of covenant between us and God, that, that moment in time that represented, was represented by the broken tablets, that's to be placed in the ongoing testimony to our relationship, to our closeness to our Creator. And not only that, according to one opinion, they were brought out to battle. They were the, the, the Shivrei Luchot, the broken parts of the, tab, the first tablets, were brought out to war when the Jewish people went out to a risk and risky and vulnerable and dangerous situation, it's an astonishing idea, this notion of bringing the shivrei luchot, the broken tablets, together with the whole tablets, or storing them together, treasuring them, viewing them as something worthy of holding on to. And I want to—I I, just—I'm I'm struck by this. There are places in our lives that we look at and view as. Um, as an expression of brokenness, as an expression of a down. And while there's certainly something the Jewish people needed to attend to and to uh, address, ultimately that became a vehicle that was worthy of, of, of being, of, it, it was an emblem of a relationship with God and their personal accomplishment just as much as the whole tablets. In our lives, we have a tendency to resist whole portions of our lives to view them as something to keep away, something to turn away from. In truth, there might be something to fix, there might be something to take responsibility for, but first and foremost, we have to know there can't be parts of our lives where we are, we are resisting and looking to, um, to, to avoid seeing. On the contrary, we need to look and see this is the playing field, and not only that, we can do things we can step into them. We can take active steps in them in those, that process of embracing them and then taking active steps in the, in the direction of those broken parts or down parts is, is really our path toward 
growth toward victory, toward success. And I want to share with you an amazing story that to me is kind of a, uh, a, a real demonstration of, of a number of these, of these points. There's a, a very touching story. Not, it happened not long ago. It was just two years ago when the terrible tragedy happened at Miron. 45 different Jews were killed at, uh, as a result of, of, uh, of a whole kind of overcrowding and a stampede. And there was a, a young man living in Israel in Bnei Brak, happens to have been a scribe, a sofer, and he experienced his own tragedy. He's a married man with a family, and apparently um, some years before he had lost a five-year-old daughter uh, to an illness. And he said to himself, I went through my pain, There's, and I gained from it. It's possible that I could offer encouragement to others. So he went to a neighbor. He saw signs in his community in Bnei Brak that there was a family by the name of the Rekbach that was going to be that was sitting shiva for their 24-year-old son who was killed. And so he went to the family and he saw something interesting there. He saw that they were the family was offering um, small books to recite Birkat Amazon, what we call benchers, things that possess that that are written in them, the prayers that are said after eating a, a bread meal. And it says that it was part of the will of this twenty, the, like the will and testament of this twenty-four-year-old, that he wanted people to, to uh, to take upon themselves to to not just say verbally, not just to say by heart the blessing after meal, but to read it, read it with attention and focus, and looking inside a written word. There's a certain level of attentiveness and honor associated with reading the prayers rather than just kind of saying them by heart. So he was touched. He said, boy, a 24-year-old young man who had a living will and testament, like, what is that? The family said he was, he, for many, many years already, he was very inspired by this. And we knew that this is something he cared about deeply. So the person who came to visit came, left feeling very inspired. Wow, I came to give encouragement. And I myself have been inspired by this, by this person's legacy. So he said, I'll do this. I will, I will try to read Birkat Amazon from a bencher only. Meanwhile, he had finished a project as being in his work as a sofer, as a scribe, and he was looking for more work. He inquired, and he, the feedback he was getting was, your work is nice, your writing is nice, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't stand out. It, it could be improved. And he didn't know what to do about that. He went to uh, a location where, where sometimes sofrim scribes get together to work or to talk. He bought himself a bagel. He sat down to eat. And then he went to bench and he remembered, even as he was a bit discouraged, you know, I accept upon myself this idea of in the memory of this 24-year-old to read my my blessings from a bencher. Uh, so he looked around. He couldn't find. He's looking and looking and looking around in the location where he's seated. He cannot find for quite a few minutes an actual printed copy of a, of a bencher. Finally, after like 10 minutes of searching, he discovers a bencher happens to be written in a very beautiful print font that's the same font that's used to write Sifrei Torah. That's called Ashurit. It's called a, it's a special way of writing Hebrew. And he, it was, he was very touched by the, by the beauty of the writing. He did his blessings. And afterwards, he said, you know, maybe this writing, maybe this style of font that I see printed in this, this bencher is something I can use to improve my writing. And so he spent... So he started writing a copy of Birkat Amazon on parchment, 
copying precisely the beautiful font that he saw in the bencher. It took him three hours. After three hours, he completed the bencher. He was gathering his things. He was getting ready to leave this workspace, and he gets a phone call. A friend says, listen, a friend who's a fellow sofer says to him, listen, I'm, I, I've just been offered a job to write a Sefer Torah, and I'm packed. I'm, I, I don't have the means to, 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 to do it. I wanted to know. Perhaps you're interested. And the sofer said, what do you mean? I've been looking for a job like this. So the caller said, look, it sounds great, but you have to show a sample. Here, bring the sample to this address. So he looked at his the freshly written Bencher, Birkat Amazon text that he had written on, on parchment, and he brought it over to the, to the address. Within a half an hour, he gets a call. The people love this work. They, they are just totally enamored with your writing. It's beautiful in their eyes, and they want to hire you to do uh, the Sefer Torah. It's actually going to be a Sefer Torah for one of those who was killed in Meron. And the sofa said, really, what, what does that mean? He said, yeah, there was a very generous gentleman from uh, from Brooklyn who accepted upon himself as a way of comforting the 45 families to sponsor a Sefer Torah for every single one of the people killed in Meron. So the sofa said, wow, that's so special. Who, who, Which family am I going to be writing for? The man said, oh, you'll be writing for the Reckbach family. That's exactly the family that he went to to comfort the and to comfort the mourners regarding the 24-year-old that he took away the inspiration to start benching from a bencher that he then took inspiration to find the bencher and then take from the inspiration of the beauty of the bencher to write differently and what I'm struck by is a very powerful set of uh, kind of just the, the here's what stands out for me from this story first of all he himself um he was in a bit of a low point. He was quite discouraged at this point in his life. He was not getting work that he wanted. The feedback he was getting was that the work he was doing was not, it wasn't beautiful. It was just okay. And he really was questioning whether to continue his work as a sofa or not. Um, but he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't resist it. He didn't run from it. He didn't pretend that it wasn't there. He dealt with it. And then he took action. When he, when he recalled the loss of his five-year-old, he said, I gained from this, perhaps I can help someone else. And he went and he visited and he then heard this inspiring story about this 24-year-old wanting people to read their blessings from a bencher. He said, you know, I can do that. Then he was confronted by the lack of a bencher. He said, you know, I accepted upon myself to do this, whether I'm in a good mood, or I'm not in a good mood. He looked for 10 minutes. He found the bencher. The bencher that he found had a very special version of the writing found in in Sifre Torah that he practices. He said, maybe I can learn from this. And then he said, maybe I'll practice it right now. Every step along the way, he was not running away from his life. He was running toward his life. Every step of the way, he created a, an initiative of sorts. He opened a door. It's amazing the way in which we have the ability to um, to face our lives to face every part of our lives and realize that taking steps, taking concrete steps is a vehicle through which it's, it's creating a vessel through which the creator of the universe can give us blessing. He took steps and every step that he took, the creator used as a vehicle to take him further and to bring him closer and to develop himself for more, more fully and receive opportunities to do what he most desired to do in this world. 
this is an amazing thing. We have this, this is the idea that we keep the broken pieces together with the whole pieces. The Shivrei Luchot, the broken tablets, are kept in the same Aron as the whole tablets, and we even brought them out to war. We take action with those parts of our lives. We don't need to banish those parts of our lives. We don't need to hide from those parts of our lives. We need to take stock of them and to understand that there's room in our life for the Shivrei Luchot. 100% there's room for them. And of course, they invite us to take action, to take responsibility. And only with that awareness that there's that deep appreciation and sense that there's room in our life for those downs, for those breaks, for those mistakes, for those difficulties. There's absolutely room. They're safe. They're healthy. They're they're a part of my life and I can take action. And that action that I take is going to be a doorway through which the creator of the universe is going to assist me in using the broken pieces to accentuate and bring out the wholeness.